You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message to listen to the latest stories and to leave a comment. Right now, here he is, a dear, dear friend of mine, and I mean that. He's been with us for a long time and continue to look forward to the future. Dr. History, good morning. Good morning, Zeb. How are you doing? I Well, I'm hanging in, hanging on. You've seen the picture of the cat holding onto the rope? Well, and I and now you have duct tape holding your... Yeah, well, I broke the headsets. And see, I'm not I exaggerating, see... am oh, I? There. there it is. And I put duct tape around the middle of the headsets, and the okay. duct tape got loose, and it hit my hair, and <laughs> ouch. Oh, you know, uh, Zeb, I, I need to start out the program today with a tribute to my mother-in-law. Uh, Excuse me. Um, You know, there's a lot of jokes about mother-in-laws, and I've got to say, my mother-in-law is absolutely the kindest, gentlest spirit I have ever known. She passed away last Wednesday morning, and uh, I could not have asked for a better mother-in-law. She treated me so well. She treated my wife and my kids and uh, everybody so well. Just I call her a kind spirit. That's a blessing. Yeah. And it was good. She... uh, she did not have to suffer, and uh, she passed away last Wednesday morning. We'll have the funeral this Saturday. But anyway, she was uh, a great influence for good in my life, Absolutely. and I appreciated her. And her name? Lois Juanita Klingler, mm-hmm. and everybody called her Nita, because that's uh, from Juanita. But uh, anyway, so anyway, she was a, a great influence in my life, my kids, my grandkids, everybody. You know, it's so nice and refreshing to hear somebody say like you just did. That, that's nice. It means a lot, I'm sure, to the rest of the family. Well, it, she was that kind of a person. Good. So Good. today, Zeb, how about we talk about some lost treasure? That you, always brings you, a little uh, mystery, mystique, right, to, the, to our minds. You and I have had those backpacks loaded for 20 years. <laughs> and we haven't Go, gone yet. We said we were going to go to the Lost Dutchman mine and find it yeah. and get all the gold, but we never left. Well, here's some more we can okay, all right. not go after. Okay, all right. <laughs> so this one, okay, so we're about 1850. Um, there were three Germans that started west with a pretty big uh, party of other immigrants. But in central Nevada, they were attacked by Indians, and only three men managed to escape with their lives. Now, they didn't really have anything. They didn't have any supplies, but they uh, struggled bravely on uh, westward, making their way through the desert region and onto the mountains of California. Now, when they reached a place called Mono Lake, now, to know where that is, if you consider where Bishop, California is. I've been there many times. Okay, Bishop, kind of in the middle of the state on the eastern side. Right. It's uh, 
I'm going to say 50 or 100 miles north of Bishop, California. Okay. So Mono Lake. Um, anyway, so when they when they reached Mono Lake and rounded its shores to the east, they kind of felt cheered up, even though they were hungry, they were tired, they were walking. But they paused for a little rest, and one of them, when they sat down, they noticed a streak of odd-looking clay. Mm. And it had the firmness of cement. 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 In fact, it was kind of a, a natural cement. I know what it is. Okay. Molybdenum. <laughs> Say that twice. I can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, so they sat down and they started to examine this more closely, and then they decided that what they were finding was gold. Really? Yeah, it was gold uh, that was in this kind of clay-like, heavy clay-like, uh, cement-like clay, I guess. Oh. Anyway, the Germans were pretty wise in the ways of gold, and mostly through studying about it, the gold rush was already on, and the Germans knew that uh, this 18-inch streak of clay, which evidently extended far down into the earth, was lumpy with yellow metal, which was gold, and almost pure oh gold. They figured that cl- the clay was about uh, two-thirds gold and worth about $200 a pound. Wow. Uh, this clay. Wow. So that's when the travelers let greed get the better part of good judgment. Each man saddled himself down with from 25 to 30 pounds of this cement. About They figured about $5,000 worth between the three of them. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, 30 to 40 pounds each. Then they moved on walking a little slower, getting tired a little quicker, but resting more. Well, the extra load was simply too much for them, but they wouldn't throw it away. And there was only three. There was only three of them. And they're walking, remember. So one of the three guys lost his life as a direct result of the money, the riches. He slipped, and because of the gold, he couldn't keep his footing. He died at the bottom of a cliff. So they were on kind of a side of a a great big cliff wall, is that right? Well, when they found it, they were down not too far from the lake. But as they're walking, trying to get getting out of there. Yeah, so they must have been going through some uh, mountainous areas, some uh, hills or ravines. So he died at the bottom of this cliff. Another guy died just from sheer exhaustion and hunger, just totally wiped out. Well, how long a walk was it? I, it doesn't say. They just kept going, trying to get to help. Oh, so my. the third guy, still clinging to a small sample of his golden cement, he wisely threw most of it away, but he kept like just a little bit of it, uh, finally was picked up by a guy passing by and taken to the old Nevada mining camp of Esmeralda. So that's kind of on the very western side of Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm going to say kind of east of Bishop, right okay. up in that area. All right. So the record is kind of hazy as to the actions of the German after that. It's said that he failed to recover from the hardship of his trip and died, which is probably right. Uh, it is said also that before passing on, typical typical gold thing, he drew a crude map of the location of the golden cement, giving the drawing, along with some verbal instructions, to a man named Whitman, who had become his friend, was kind of nursing him back, trying to nurse him back to health. I see. So he died, but this Whitman guy now has a map and what the German had told him. Now, did he have any proof of the gold? Did he give Whitman anything? Yeah, he still had that little lump lump. of gold. So Whitman knew that this was the real deal. I see. 
So just what became of Whitman is another matter of guesswork, uh, unless that skeleton found some years later really was, as some people claimed, uh, Whitman. So old-timers in the area said that for years after Whitman got the map, he would disappear periodically from the village, being careful not to be followed by anyone, and he returned with a pack sack bulging with this clay, this golden cement. Could you get a mule down there? I, I don't know. I, I'm going to guess that he prob- he left, and I'm going to bet he didn't go walking. I'm sure he probably took a horse or a couple yeah. of mules, you know. I see. But uh, on, each, uh, on one trip, he failed to return. Mm. So later, a skeleton tentatively identified as that of Whitman, was found on the desert, and there was a bullet hole through his skull. Oh, a dastardly deed. (laughs) Somebody, yeah. So years later, in 1881, lumps of the cement, clay, the cementy stuff, heavy with gold, was picked up by a wandering prospector uh, east of the once mining camp of Bodie, approximately 20 miles to the northeast of the place near Mono Lake where the Germans struck at Riggs. So we're still, you know, in that area, but but it's a big area, you know. Um, So this find started a new gold hunt. People were convinced the lost cement mine had been spotted at last, but the Riggs vein was never found, and there's absolutely no doubt about the actual existence of that ore. So this is not just a rumor. It actually exists. Now, there's a guy by the name of Wesley Howell, who was the first mining superintendent of the famed Copper Queen Mine at Bisbee, Arizona, and another guy by the name of Spencer W. Clausen, a renowned mining engineer. They actually saw uh, a sample of this golden cement. Well, I got a question. If I'm jumping ahead, I apologize. Is it still today and nobody gets to the lake, or is it? Well, we don't know how close it is to the lake. It's just there somewhere. But anyway, these two guys were experts that had a, a uh, sample of this, and they gave technical proof of its existence. They admitted there was a lost cement mine somewhere in the area. But that hasn't led anybody to the treasure, even though statements of the experts did cause a new crop of prospectors to start searching. So it, it is there. Uh, still. Yeah, still to this day. But again, you look at that area uh, above Bishop, the lake, over to Bodie. It's I pretty, mean, it's pretty rough. Yeah, you're, you're looking at a, a big area. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about a few other lost treasures. Um, they're out there, Zeb. They're still there. That well, nobody, I'll nobody... pick you up Monday morning, <laughs> okay. and we're heading out. We're heading. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, there's a thousand legends of buried treasure and lost mines of the Southwest. There are 10,000 reasons why hunters have been baffled in their long and unending searches. Now and then, as the tales run, the, the hidden treasure is discovered, but only to be, again, lost. Do we have time, any time here? Um up at the City of Rocks, they're supposedly uh, from a bank robbery over in Pocatello. I remember that. And supposedly that's... You had that been. story on the program. Right, yeah. Yeah. And th- the thing that I've always mentioned in treasure hunting, if you found, uh, say, these saddlebags full of gold, and that belongs to Wells Fargo, would you be willing to come forth and say, hey, Wells Fargo, I found your money? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, because Wells Fargo, even after 150 years, they may say, hey, that's our money, and we'll give you a $100 reward or something. Oh, wow. So maybe somebody got it. Maybe they didn't. It still might be it up there. It still could be there. Really? Um, you know, so 
it's it's always out there. There's always yeah. some out there. And you know, when pirates buried a chest of doubloons or treasure, they buried a dead man over it to guard it. And this is a trick they learned. Some say from the Spanish. Who who was the guy that was picked with the unlucky <laughs> number? <laughs> Draw straws. Yeah. You know, at any rate, half the Spanish treasures of the Southwest are kept by a dead guard, and the Mexicans call the guard the patron. The patron. The patron. So if you, really, if you're digging, you come across a dead body. Or the bones of a skeleton. Keep digging. Wow. Because the gold may be underneath. Okay. So here's another story. Years ago, a Mexican shepherd girl was lost in a sandstorm of Death Valley, Arizona. And for three, three days, the wind blew high, the blinding sand cut deep, and the girl found herself in a depression that had been swept bare of all sand. And the clean bottom of that depression was covered with gold nuggets, heaps, piles, sacks of gold nuggets. You're kidding. So, well, you can imagine the sand blowing. Yeah, uh, blowing across. And so now you're down to the solid Kind of filters it a little bit. Yeah. And so here's all this gold just laying here. Wow. So by now the girl was dying with thirst and she was lost. And far away she saw a thin line of smoke. She knew that it was on the railroad crossing uh, at Death Valley. So she gathered a few nuggets that she could carry and started across the sands and just, you know, nearly didn't make it, but she finally reached the railroad. Now, the next train that came along picked her up, and sight of the nuggets set the train crew wild. The girl was cared for, uh, and at the first division point, the crew deserted their work and returned with the girl to guide them to the gold. So the th- there was three or four guys that just left the railroad. And this was where? Uh, down in Death Valley, Arizona. Okay. So... Uh, but by then, you know, it had been a few days or, or longer, so there were no tracks left in the sand, huh. no landmarks. So the winds had come again, and the shifting sands had covered the nuggets. The shepherd girl never saw again the golden rocks that she had stumbled upon. Holy uh, cow, they're still there. No, the the train, the ones she carried with her. Yeah, I know, but the, the gold is still oh, there. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, uh, anyway... There was some some of these guys that worked for the railroad. Uh, five of them, they set out uh, with her on the search, and they continued until they all died. They perished out in the desert. So years go by, and then a cowboy, a stranger in those parts, who was trying to cross Death Valley, rode upon this golden pavement, if you want to call it that. This all this gold that this girl had found. Uh, the winds had once more uncovered. He gathered a uh, great amount of the gold, filling his saddle pockets and even removing his saddle blanket so he could roll up the precious ore in it. He did not know what a price he might pay for the gold in Death Valley. They, there's a reason they call it Death Valley. And he take had he taken the right direction, he might have ridden to water or the railroad, but he didn't know where he was. He was in Death Valley, and he was lost, and he had all this gold. Well, his horse finally sank, exhausted. He shot him to drink his blood. Then the cowboy staggered on. He threw away everything that he had, even to the last nugget. Finally, he uh, dragged himself to a water hole and was able to get help. But once again, uh, he told his story, but he never returned to get the mine uh, in the Death Valley. But uh, did he have some of the gold on No, him? by then he'd thrown everything away. He, he, At this point, all he wanted to do was 
live. Yeah. You know, he was in Death yeah. Valley. So you I'm know, going to follow you out because you have a tendency <laughs> to throw dollar bills on the right. ground. But you know, the sands uncovered it. One day they will uncover it again. You know, it makes Somewhere. you wonder about all these different stories, how true and accurate they are. But I've heard that uh, there are like the Lost Dutchman gold right. mine. Yeah. Somebody said in one book that the opening and everything is still right there in plain sight. You know, and I've read quite a bit about the Lost Dutchman. I uh, knew a guy that was sure he knew where it was, but he died before he could head down and try to find it. What about the pioneers? I hate to interrupt you on this, but coming across this country and everything, there certainly must be a, a great big multitude of things that would be very valuable that they left on the trails. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, you know, that, that's a whole other story. We'll, we'll get into that another time. But, yeah, okay. they left furniture, uh, clocks. Uh, stuff that they thought they needed but didn't. Wow. So now, you know, sometimes the uh, fatal obstacle to treasure may be uh, water. One time, a man named Welch discovered the location of gold hidden near a Spanish mission site on the San Gabriel River in Texas. And he knew he had found it. So he was going to dig for it the next day, but that night a big flood came, swept away all marks and locating points. So the, he lost all of his landmarks. He couldn't find it again. Now, out in New Mexico... Uh, to, Why didn't he take a picture of it with his cell phone? <laughs> you know, that was my thought. You know? <laughs> so out in New Mexico, two miners located a traditional uh, lead of gold that they estimated to be worth $50 million. They secured a sack full of the ore, but while they were making arrangements to work the mine, a cloudburst and a resultant mountain slide came down, twisted the geography out of recognition, buried under this landslide. $50 million. They, I mean, that's that was their opinion of what they thought was wow. there. So it's, again, there somewhere. Now, the obstacle may be some other kind of recurring accident on the Frio River in South Texas. I'm not sure where that is, South mm-hmm. Texas. Uh-huh. Um, since the 18th century has placed a ledge of silver down there. And late in the last century, uh, an ancient Mexican who in boyhood had been captured by the Comanches and allowed to see this ledge. And it was getting ready to guide a party of white men to its site. Well, on the night before departure, he died. Okay. Leaving, however, specific directions. And with these directions, a man named Whitley struck out to find the ledge. Well, when he got up uh, into the Frio Canyon, he became absorbed in hunting a bear. Now, that uh, may sound a little strange. Uh, more than just a little. Okay. He, he was, was hunting a bear. And before yeah. I knew it, his time was up and he had to go home. Okay. You're not making a lot of sense here. I'm not making this up. Okay, but it continues. He told his brother-in-law about the ledge. Yeah. Okay, so now brother-in-law knows. Okay. A year later, the brother-in-law found it and was on his way down the country to tell Whitley of the location when he was murdered. By a bear. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) So the natural death of an old Mexican, a bear hunt, and a murder preserved the specific secret of the silver ledge have you now we've had a lot of gold and silver here in the state of idaho oh yeah okay do you feel that there are still various places locations old mines and everything that really have never been found i'm sure of it in fact uh there are one story i know of was uh 
uh, there was a mine, and this guy bought the mine, and he did what they call salting. He yeah. Put gold in yeah. it and uh, sold it for quite a bit of money to another group. So they went in and started digging, and they went down a little farther, and they did find the gold. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So the salting just kind of was a roadmap. Yeah, and so this guy ended up getting not much of anything, but the new owners dug, and they, they got well, what they needed. You know, you're so good at some of these stories. I don't want to take up any time, but you know, like the bank robberies and everything else, they're still probably laying someplace oh, in saddlebags or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So here's another one. Three men were digging for a mule load of gold doubloons. They had found, uh, and what they found, according to the map, uh, they found some charcoal. Then they found, they were digging, okay, then they found some mule bones and then some human bones. And this was all, according to the chart, buried directly over the gold, okay? They had one hand on the doubloons. They found it, and it was there. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, for whatever reason, their wagon burned up with all their provisions in it, and the only decent shovel they had was gone, so they didn't have anything to dig. So they were far away from any uh, habitation, and they sat to leave. And when they came back later to finish, the doubloons were gone. No. Somebody came along and found their hole. Somebody took the doubloons. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, I think i got time for one more. One more quick one. All right. So there's a guy named Frank Doby. He's the one that tells this story. And he says, there was a curious old character named Warner who lived below San Antonio, had been telling me of some Spanish silver buried on the Medina River. He kept promising that he would take me to look for it sometime. He never understood that I was just after the story and more insight into the storyteller. I could never get him to set a date. One day he flatly said that it would not be of any use for us to go. The spirits were against him, he said. The spirits. What do you mean by spirits, I asked. Well, how can they work against you? So he says, oh, they work all right, he replied. They always find a way to work. Maybe I might get all ready to go and would come home to find my horse lame or my saddle borrowed by a neighbor or maybe cows broke into my field so I'd have to stay and fix the fence. Always there was something. So this guy's name is Frank. Mm -hmm. He says, one day, however, we actually started to the Medina. We were in an automobile. So this must have been early 1900s. Yeah. Uh, without warning, the castings uh, broke, and when we turned off the main road, we got into the worst road I've ever traveled. We had one puncture and a blowout after another until we were thoroughly disgusted. The guy refused to go any farther, and here's what he said. Don't you see how the spirits are working against us? It's just like I told you. <laughs> so the spirits, Zeb, are against if, if we head towards gold and finding you, the gold. you start having flat tires yeah. or your horse gets out, we're not going to I don't go. have to uh, go for gold to have flat tires. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, we're out of time right. and i got to run. But, you know, we ought to do some research on what's available up here for stories. You know, I, I have a magazine, a, a True West or yeah. Frontier Times magazine, yeah. all on gold lost treasure. Really? Like about 15 stories about well somebody had told me one time there's a gold mine or something used to be up in uh, uh over by the city of rocks and all that well uh 
Yeah, there, there's some in that area, but there's also one out towards Raft River. Yeah, that's it. I there guess. was a guy named George Wilson that oh. actually came into Burley oh. with some gold, but he started telling everybody about it. And, and no more George. He huh? had some friends oh. that followed him out, and George was never seen again. I'll be nor darned. was the gold. Left the country, did he? Nor was the gold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.